0: This portion of the show is brought to you by Sportsman's Bar and Grill.
1: This is the Jeff Orbit Show.
0: All right, welcome everyone. Thanks for listening. Jeff Orbit's here. Happy to be here with you today. Start of another really busy week. Uh, We'll talk about Iowa caucuses a bit. I want to get into Hobbs' budget quite a bit more because I've unearthed the things that she wants to slash, and also the things she wants to add. So you what do you do? What do you do when you have a supposed budget crisis, which I think is a load of crap, as I told you last week? You add new programs. You cut certain programs, and then you add, well, first you blame it on children because of the school expansion program, the voucher program, and then you add special new programs for other people. Yeah, that makes yeah, I sense. Yeah, I love it. You may recognize that voice because after about ten days I'm back. Angela's back in this hemisphere. And she brought <laughs> me a gift. Let's see if I can get this on camera. Um there's an effort around the world to save the planet from the scourge of humanity. <laughs> and in this case, the Europeans w- which flight was this? Is this Britain well, or is this Greece? I got that
2: at Heathrow Airport and on the plane.
0: Okay. So the. For the British Airways plane. Okay. So what do you do <laughs> when you're flying on a big plane that's made of all kinds of petro based equipment, uh, or, or materials. I mean, that has big, what'd you have Two was there two engines on this one? Two big engines shooting out jet fuel, No idea. ferrying people across.
2: It got me from point A to B.
0: Barely. You (laughs) got in kind of late. (laughs) And, um, you took a taxi cab to get there was an electric taxi cab. No, no, it wasn't an electric taxi cab. Um, anyway, what do you do to save humanity or earth from humanity? You have wooden utensils. (laughs) <laughs> these things look. These things yeah. look like something you get give the kids, like in the play set. Yeah, for like just Except, to play. What somebody's gonna like impale themselves with like a splinter with this fork? <laughs> you know, they're gonna have like a big splinter in their cheek or something. Yeah. Well, I, I was
2: telling you the funny thing is, is that I got that at the airport in Heathrow, but I got it to eat <laughs> yogurt out of a plastic container and fruit out of a plastic container.
0: Well, I mean, they want you to own nothing and you'll be happy or something, right? <laughs> yeah. So. If you could get yogurt at the store, I guess eventually be back like in a wooden thing. You'll just like scoop it out and like hold it in your hand or something. We're we're, we're one step away from utensils. Not even like we don't even have these anymore. We're gonna have like chopsticks, or you're just gonna use your hand like the old ways. You're just gonna yeah. start. To- <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Eh, I guess. How much resources do you think it takes to carve out a wooden spoon? Though, I mean, instead of injecting plastic into a mold or whatever. Actually, you know, something had to cut carve, carve yeah. this out and cut this out from wood that I presume was cut with a chainsaw, probably a gas chainsaw, and then transported on yeah. big diesel trucks. I mean, it's just funny how people actually think they're making the difference. Yeah, you wonder if the it's difference. really
2: better in the end or not.
0: Yeah, I guess for the landfill, it'll, it'll decompose quicker. Yeah. Or like these, we yeah. could burn them. Sure. You know, I might just put them up there on the, we got a bunch of stuff in the studio here that's like all yeah, little knickknacks. It's I like, brought
2: them just for you. Yeah,
0: I know you did. She even had a used one. It's like discolored and everything. Uh, yeah, I had, it was, had <laughs> yogurt
2: on it.
0: Oh, man. All right. Let's get to some of the news items going on, including Iowa caucuses, including Hobbs' budget, including hot air balloon crash that happened. Did you see that one? Uh, hot air balloon crash happened in, uh, in Eloy. Wow. Uh, four dead, one in critical condition. Um, so I'll try to get as many details on that as possible. Uh, I do have, in a little while here, this will be during the second hour, uh, I've got the author of the article regarding Coconino County elections and other election departments in Arizona who are working with an outside group. And according to the author uh, of this Federalist article, Sean Fleetwood, they're skirting, here's the title, How the Left How a Left-Wing Alliance Skirted Arizona's Zuck Bucks Ban to Meddle in Key County Elections. Uh, and he's going to go over all the details. He did a big FOIA request, a very long article, about how they're using this outside group to help write, Election procedures, I think. And just, I, I don't know. I want to get all the details from him because he spent a ton of time on this. So that'd be an hour or two of the program. So stick around for that because with the election coming up, I mean, heck, I was doing it right now. Yeah. You know, we all have concerns about the thing. And then all of a sudden, this group that another group called, I'm going to get the right words, far left. They called them very far left, left wing nonprofit, profit, um, according to. Uh, one other outside group, they, they labeled them as very left leaning that all the money that's pumped into this group. And now they're helping like Coconino County Elections Department do their elections. Mm-hmm. That's a little mm-hmm. I don't want any group involved.
2: Yeah, there shouldn't be. any. Yeah, there should be full influence.
0: transparency here. I don't care if it's right wing or left wing. Let's keep the groups out of meddling and toying with and working with our <laughs> elections yeah. officials. Seems like common sense, but. Common sense is out the window. Plus, uh, oh, D.C. I got some D.C. updates on that budget as well. Before I get to all that, though, I uh, want to remind you, if you get a rock ship in your windshield, always called Diamond Auto Glass first. Get that rock ship fixed quick before it spreads the rest of your windshield. Angela and I have used, used them for years, as you know. Uh, great uh, company. Stuart does a great job and his team over there. Northern Arizona company. Get that glass fixed and or... Well, I guess, or replaced if you needed that to happen. If you already got a big crack along the whole thing, they can't fix that. They'll have to replace your glass. Call them up. Diamond Auto Glass at 928-779-4140. That's 928-779-4140 or go to the difference is Oh, And we'll get to your travel story too. Okay. And just kind of share some of that because I know people always like to hear what's going on in other countries and the differences. Mm-hmm. And some of your travel woes. She missed a flight yesterday. I'll leave it at that, but we'll get to that here in just a few minutes. Um, okay, so I told you yesterday about Governor. Not yesterday. I didn't. I didn't do the show yesterday. Friday. <laughs> I told you. I told you. And things are blurring together. I told you Friday about Governor Hobbs' budget. She released it on Friday, and I did an article on it at TalkWithJeff.com. I also touched on it a bit on Friday, but I didn't have time to kind of do a deep dive into what she is proposing. The the headline of my original article. It was basically DOA, this budget's, according to the Republicans, dead on arrival because she's trying to take the ESA program and basically destroy it through bureaucracy and um, new regulations and all of that. Well, the question that I was asking Friday before I dove into this is, what's she cutting? What's she doing? When it comes to our overall budget, because the state's facing 1.6, I thought is they were telling me four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, maybe a B- million, million? million. Sorry, 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 back up, back up. They were telling me 400, 500 million shortfall.
2: Oh, million.
0: Million. I mean, we have a, remember the budget was upwards of 18 billion. Okay. So they right. were saying so originally four, billion or yeah, so. let's say a half a billion dollar shortfall. That means the state is taking in far less taxes than they originally thought the projections were off which yeah this is government this always happens right
2: it it varies year to year i mean it it just does
0: it also tells me that i think i think the recessionary uh possibilities are increased now because this is happening in multiple states so when you see a decrease in tax revenues that's the business Uh, community, the individual community, the people that pay the tax, the people that fund the government saying they don't have as much money, so they're not Mm -hmm. putting in as much. So to me, you wonder sometimes, because whenever we get into a recession, you usually find out about it two, three, four months later. It's usually after the fact because they're like, Oh, we've been in a recession since whenever, right. You know, they look back a couple months. Yeah. It started. So to me, this is a very big red shining uh, recessionary indication but I don't know. I can't. I can't be 100 percent certain on that. But when you go from seventeen uh, point eight um, 17.8 billion, I believe the number was budget, and then all of a sudden the next year you're you're down one point six billion. Aren't they
2: saying though that some of that's like one time money and stuff? I mean, can that be the reason that it's
0: less? It it could be, but they they were projecting still that um, uh, surpluses just Uh-oh. just last year uh, to the tune of. So here's what happened last year. The, the tax, uh, the money coming in was $2.5 billion more than the previous year. They had a $2.5 billion surplus, right, the, the legislature. So because you have divided government, you have Democrat Katie Hobbs, and then you have a Republican legislature just by one seat. They all needed to play ball together somehow to get the budget done by – they have to get it done by the end of June. They have to have a balanced budget every year. It's in, it's in the Constitution. They can't run it like the federal government. They can't print – just print money, right? So she made a deal with the legislature and leadership in the Republican legislature said, Hey, Angela, you represent District um, 7 or whatever. You can carve out X amount of millions of dollars. There's tens of mm-hmm. millions of dollars for your district or whatever in, I would call it, pet projects. Right. So they each came forward with their slice of the $2.5 billion extra mm-hmm. and carved it up. Fast forward to this year, well, I guess we really didn't have that much money, and a lot of these projects were infrastructure projects. She's basically proposed that those infrastructure projects, it's $400 million in infrastructure projects, gets um, zapped, get killed. She says most of those, the governor says most of those haven't started yet, so we got to go back and claw back what Angela was proposing and her colleagues. Sorry, you're not going to get that bridge. You're not going to get there was something with the press getting the rodeo grounds remember that controversy that they actually went to court on. You're not going to get that 15 million. There's a whole list of them that they're now pulling back on and saying, "Oops, sorry, we were wrong. You don't get that mm-hmm. project." I have a list here. Uh, Arizona Republic had this out there. 10 million dollars for arts and music supplies. Okay. 25 million for an overpass at the intersection of State Route 347 and Riggs Road in Southeast Valley. 61 million to widen Interstate 10 at a certain spot. So on and on. Uh, all of these things. Are, there's six pages totaling about 400, um, million? 400 million are getting zapped. They're getting uh-huh. taken away. So, But what I find interesting is at the same time, Governor Hobbs is creating and or expanding existing programs by the tune of 272 million.
2: I know. How can that be? That makes <laughs> no can- sense. I know. How do you, how do you come up with that? You cut Typical government side. And then you're adding stuff on another and you say, Oh, well, we just don't have the money. Sorry. Yeah. But then you're adding stuff on the other.
0: Yeah. And I posted this up at TalkWithJeff.com, and I have links to governor Hobbs sources. You know what the exact details. I took a little blurb from each one. Uh, I'll run them down here for you. She wants to increase, like I said, uh, 400, I'm sorry, $272 million in additional spending. $100 million to quali- quote-unquote qualifying families for child care assistance, which would increase access to upwards of 5,000 families by waiving enrollment and other fees. So basically, uh, chi- child care for up to 5,000 families in Arizona, $100 million bucks in so that, that those program.
2: families can get money out of the state <clears throat> budget, but the
0: but the kids the, going uh, to the
2: ESA ones <laughs> can't. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That, well, you got it. Yeah. It's just, they all do the same. Thing. They say you're, you're what you're spending on is bad. Yeah. What I'm spending on is good. Yeah. And I would argue that what you're all spending on is bad. We don't have the money at this point. Yeah, right? right. So let's just get this we thing dialed in. Start new
2: stuff. Right yeah. Now.
0: We can't start new stuff. We can't
2: even fix our old stuff, stuff
0: stuff. Yeah. We can't even fix the old stuff. So how are we going to move on to all new stuff? Federal government's doing the same thing. Schools are different. The ESA program. I'm a big supporter of, as you know, Because we've got to fix our jacked up public schools some way. Right. And And the way to do that is is more competition. Yep. Starve them of money. And
2: more choices for others to not go there. And then they have to, they're kind of forced to change at that point.
0: But for me, that's the existing pot of money. Although I did get an email, which I will look at more closely if you're listening. That Oh, it's actually costing. It's not hurting the local school districts at all. It's all coming from the state side. And it's, it's the kind of the color of money argument, the slice of the pie, which pot is it coming from. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm having a harder and harder time looking at it that way, because it's all from the same pot, which is mine and yours pockets, right. no matter how you divvy it up internally you're all still, the government's yeah. sucking way too much money out of us. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Okay, so $13 million to assist low and moderate income families with mortgage down payments, uh, as well as interest rate relief and more. Wouldn't you all like to have interest rate relief? Yes. Wouldn't you all like to have down payment assistance? But we all can't get that. So s- some special people, to the tune of $13 million, we get down payment assistance. That's that's That will do nothing, nothing to help the... So called housing crisis. Right. No, nothing. No. It's it's photo ops. Yeah.
2: It'll help. It's feel good. Stuff. It's feel good.
0: It Don't help me wrong. It'll help somebody, but overall, it's not, yeah. it's not helping. It's not making, it's not moving the needle on affordable housing at all.
2: Well, and nothing will. They,
0: no, they'll they only just, screw it up. Yeah. They'll only they, screw it they up.
2: They won't be able to. They'll try and try. They'll do this and that. But. Yep. Yep, and end, and they won't work.
0: and ultimately they're the cause of these problems from the yeah. feds on down to your local yeah uh, well, so city council. What councils. they need to
2: do is just get out of the way and
0: just stop meddling yeah. in the housing market.
2: Yeah, just, just get stop. out of the way.
0: I mean, it's it goes right to education too. I mean, why do you think higher education costs so much? Well, it's because the government started backing it all up and, and lending the money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and and then all of a sudden there's so much money chasing the universities that it's become unattainable now, and everyone's got thirty thousand yeah, dollars in student debt. loan debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they made that problem worse. $15 million on border issues. Hobbs, by the way, says that she's been, quote unquote, consistently outspoken on the need to secure the, <laughs> the secure the border. You, you remember her? You remember her say? I, I mean, recently she got a little angry because the border got closed down at mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Lukeville. Yeah. Right. And it was affecting... Both sides of the border, I remember speaking up on that, but do you remember all the time she's been like, phew, we got a border crisis yeah
2: before that no. I, what is she talking no. about one time it was just more of a jumping on the bandwagon because all yeah. of them were going was bipartisan about it. Yeah. everybody was yeah. against Biden yeah. on that,
0: yeah, and money for law enforcement aid and drug enforcement, cartel and trafficking issues, things like that, fifteen million bucks. Oh, fine. Okay. I think securing a border is pretty important. The feds are well, supposed what, to do what's it. What's
2: the $15 million going towards, though? I oh, it's a,
0: it's a. I have a link in here. It's a list of things. It's like 400 to here. I don't know the exact number, yeah. but it's all broken down. Okay. Uh, it just I don't have the time to go over every single item, but the total is $15 million. Now, here's another one. $24.8 million in health care licensing reform, including behavioral health quality improvements, Additional enforcement on bad actors. So, like she mentioned, something like if you're a company and you were a bad actor in the healthcare industry, and then you just kind of like insolvent bankruptcy, and then you just rename it and you start another uh-huh. one. So, kind of enforcement on on all of that, um, and but also additional staffing requests for the state, of course, to go after enforcement. Five hundred forty five thousand dollars. Five hundred forty five thousand two hundred. How do they decide? How do they know? Five hundred forty-five, $200,000 um, in prescription drug affordability. So to help people with prescription drug affordability, what would you do? Uh, I should just throw that out there. What would you do? I mean, I wouldn't do any, anything because yeah, the government again, just needs to get out, get of, the out way. of the way. Okay, but That's what I would do. If you really wanted to, I'd be like, okay, if you were like a leftist or anyone that, you know, just wants to divvy out money, you'd be like, okay, let's pick the... 10,000 poorest people in the state and send them $54 each or something, you know, to help mm-hmm. them with the, to pay for some drugs. I mean, right. right mm-hmm. You just like hand out some No, 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 no. You create a prescription drug affordability division at oh, the course. department of insurance. Yeah. <laughs> the of funding course. will, the $545,000 will fund uh, cover the startup costs, um, um, personnel costs. So you oh, hired so not <laughs> even actually
2: helping anyone. That's no. just to get the
0: division off the ground. Yeah. So you're a voter, Angela, and you're like maybe having prescription problems, drug problems, or whatever, you know, and it's like, what did you do to help me, Hobbs? Oh, we created a department to think about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't make this stuff uh, up.
2: Yeah, I don't like, like that. Like I said, if all. she was a,
0: a, you know, really wanted to help people, she just sent him a check for a certain amount. I, I disagree with that because we're, we're, right. we're sinking yeah. as a country because of or, all that. I
2: mean, yeah, like <laughs> I don't agree with it this either, but you could subsidize and help, you yeah. know, low income, yeah. uh, you know, take half off or <laughs> wh- whatever, <They're>, you know, <laughs>
0: something all right. like that. Let me get to more of these because they, they go – I got like four more that – You got to hear. And I'd love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. You can also send a text, 877-971-3971. If you're refinancing a a home, if you're looking at buying a new home, if you're in maybe multifamily real estate investing, things like that, uh, off-grid properties. Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans, she can help you out. The thing I like about Nova Home Loans is they're Arizona's largest privately owned mortgage lender. But they can make decisions like a bank, but also like a broker. So that allows Kim Dawson access to all the best programs. Because contrary to what like Hobbs and people like that think, there are a lot of programs out there and a lot, a lot of different things that banks do and certain mortgage lenders. And you can look into all that and, and Kim Dawson can find the best thing for you. And if you mention a Jeff Orvitz show, you get $250 off the lender's fee at closing. Call Kim Dawson, 928-310-6458. That's 928-310-6458 or go to novahomeloans.com slash Kim Dawson. Kim Dawson, NMLS 697411, Nova Home Loan. NMLS 3087-BK number 090242. Equal housing opportunity. Subject to credit approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. I got my first real use of um, my new trailer from American Trailer Company. Got a dump trailer here. What a few weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. I did use it to tow my trailer to do some snow removal, or my tractor to do some snow removal. But the first actual dumping of anything—did you see it, the video no. when you were over in Greece? No, I didn't. I, I lifted it up, and it, the kids were in it, and they used it as a oh, slide.
2: Yes. Actually, no, <laughs> I did see that.
0: This is not a prescribed use. I do not recommend this. <laughs> but uh, there, we we yeah. had uh, gotten a few bales of hay for a. Um, um, for, for archery for bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. And so it was real slippery. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not used to brand new things like that, that are all shiny with the paint, but American trailer company just North of Flagstaff, excellent high quality stuff. I, I love this trailer. Uh, they've got flatbed trailers, dump trailers, cargo trailers. They got a ton of stuff on their lot, veteran owned owned company. And by the way, no city sales tax. So you don't have to dump that money into the city of Flagstaff. That's doubled their budget and what the past 10 years. Uh, Yeah. Rob Wilson and I were talking about that recently. Uh, They did a great job for me. Why don't you go check them out? American Trailer Company, just north of Flagstaff. And check out their inventory. Huge inventory. You don't got to go down to Phoenix, um, because they're going to make sure that they get you around the same price, sometimes lower than Phoenix, and you get to keep your money in Northern Arizona. Go to americantraileraz.com. That's americantraileraz.com. Talking about some of the uh, things that, but um, not Biden, Hobbs, same thing. Hobbs wants to expand in the budget when we face a $1.6 billion shortfall, which is all BS anyway, because they just, they jack the budget up every year. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, just deal with it. Anyway, you don't add things when you're facing less tax revenue, but she wants to add, uh what is it, two hundred seventy two million in new projects, including seventy three million to protect, quote unquote, the future of Arizona's natural resources, which has probably got some good things in it when it comes to forest restoration, uh water supply development and this money towards but here's here's an interesting one. Uh and I got links all up at talkwithjeff.com on this one. Uh money towards funding vehicle repairs to increase emissions quality. I mean, it's like—is this Whose like
2: vehicle repair? I think it
0: was private sector. I think you can get like get a grant or something. Oh. I don't think it's state vehicles or anything. But it's like fix your own dang vehicle,
2: right? And four hundred sixty-nine thousand.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For
2: funding three full-time employees to quote conduct air quality planning. Yes. So wait a second. Yes. That's like.
0: Four uh, $150,000 divided by three. We're simple people here. We're simple people. Um, yeah, $156,000.
2: So the three employees are going to each earn $156,000
0: or so. $1, I, I, I don't know. They Maybe they need pens and stuff and, you know, and uh, pl- uh, wooden, wooden silverware, right? I mean, you know, it's, it's expensive employing people. So yeah, you that's need full benefits, probably down payment assistance for a house because they're not making quite enough. You know, they're kind of like you know, struggling at 156000 each. I don't know, do they need office plus, space?
2: Plus state benefits and all state that ben- stuff. Well, yeah, yeah it's probably
0: yeah. the Retirement all-in cost. Yeah, it's probably, maybe. you know, okay. you make $100,000 and it's fifty-six. I don't know what the number yeah. is. I'm just throwing a number out. And 56000 and all the other stuff. Yeah, there you go. More employees to, quote-unquote, conduct air quality planning. So c- people in a cubicle with a clipboard thinking. Thinking up crap. 40% of our economy now, I think, is all government. Let me look that number up, but it's something like it's a ridiculous number.
2: Well, yeah, it's a ridiculous number. Like they do need to work on their air quality down there in Phoenix, but But a lot of the rest of the state doesn't. Yeah, but they they, they've
0: already hit the low lying fruit and all that. The catalytic converter cleaned up most of that. It's still those smoggy days, but it's what's gonna happen when you cramp five and a half million people in a in a valley. Yeah. I mean this is Unbelievable. Uh, $46 million towards a new program called Strength in Arizona Higher Education, investing in creating a high-skilled workforce which will fund multiple health initiatives at Arizona's three universities and expand U of A medical schools. And don't, don't these universities get enough of our money already? I mean, aren't we good there? I think we're good. Some of the cuts... Um, Oh, oh! I already went over that, the cuts that she did. Yeah, For 2.5, um, I'm sorry, 400 million in the infrastructure cuts and another billion in, in miscellaneous cuts. So that's about it. That's about mm-hmm. the gist of it. Um, cut things and then add things, move things around, You know, kind of shuffling shares. Yeah, on I the just Titanic don't know if it's there. the
2: time to start up these new programs. It is not.
0: And th- these are probably all dead yeah. on arrival or a lot yeah. of them. But it goes to show you their mindset. Well, they she'll think.
2: just say, well, I tried, you yeah, know, tried. I tried, the Republicans wouldn't, yeah.
0: they don't want, they don't want to secure the border and they don't want to clean, um, clean, clean air, air and they, yeah. they hate kids, something like that. All right. If you uh, need to get your smartphone repaired, go to Just Wireless, just on the west side of Flagstaff as you're coming into uh, the city right there on, I well, off of I-17 on Milton Avenue, it's like that Cold Stone Creamery right there. They've got a great line of refurbished phones by the way you can get a this is good for an environment this is better than using wooden utensils is actually getting a refurbished phone and reusing it you know keeping things going mm-hmm. that saves a ton of money why don't the airlines just go back to washing the you know silver because they can't give us a metal fork anymore yeah. you know i guess that's what it is anyway just wireless will fix your existing smartphone new batteries crack screens charging ports things like that stop on by and check them out at justwirelessaz.com back in a minute if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Horvitz Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that.
1: Listening to the Jeff Orvid Show. This is the Jeff Orovit Show. All
0: right, welcome back. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at icloud.com and welcome back, Angela. For I'm glad she's back. I'm sure all you are as well. She's a little tired, a little jet lag, <laughs> a few delays, a little bit. Share with you some of the stories here in just a second. Um, I guess there was a. Balloon crash in Eloy, and yeah. there's still sketchy on the um, what caused it and all mm-hmm. that. NTSB is is getting involved. Did FAA. you ask
2: Bruce <clears> if he knows I, anything?
0: Yeah, I have not yet. I should send him a message because you know he's, he's kind of
2: connected. He's in a there. balloon guy as yeah. well.
0: Uh, maybe we'll try to give him a call see if he's got see if he's got some time. But what I was reading was for debt. Well, what happened was it went up, and I guess there was five people that skydive skydove. Oh really? Out they they of it? Do that from there? I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a thing with oh. balloons. So they, there was five, according to reports, five skydivers, and then there were still five people left in there. Four and something happened and it crashed mm. down to the ground. Rapid descent, I guess. And then um, four people died, and one was in critical last I checked, So I'm not. I'm not sure what happened there. Um, yeah. Balloons are they're, they're they're pretty cool. I did a balloon ride one time. I know you've always, I think you've wanted to do one, or maybe that was Isabel. Yeah,
2: I've wanted to. Yeah.
0: So quiet, yeah. so smooth, and you just kind of, but you are at the whim, uh, whims of the of the wind. And the yeah. you know, we had, what happened with us, we we wound up just in some field somewhere mm-hmm. and had to find, you know, direct the people back there. This was pre-cell phone times. Yeah. You know, so it's not as controlled, obviously. Right. So I'm not sure what happened there. Speaking of the FAA, this came out, I saw this on Zero Hedge. It's a pretty good website. The FAA. So this is run because transportation is Pete Buttigieg, mm-hmm. the, the the mayor who now oversees the nation's transportation, mm-hmm. right? And they want they, they're basically going the full woke, you know, DEI, diversity, equity, yeah, and inclusion, of course. <clears throat> and they got a hold of F, from this is from FAA's website that they're targeting new hires, targeted disabilities are those disabilities that, so they're they're going after people with targeted disabilities, right? Mm-hmm. To fill FAA positions. I don't know what positions.
2: Yeah, I couldn't ascertain that. would be that. nice to know.
0: Yeah, and maybe we'll find out more as, as time goes on here. But we know there's been a heck of a problem with near misses, in this country. Mm-hmm. And actually Bruce Siddlinger has talked about that and how the diversity higher stuff control. Yeah. It's caused really uh, yeah. scary situations, right? There's going to be absolute tragic accidents if we keep going down this road. Um, so they're including people in their new hires for this quote unquote targeted disabilities. Those are disabilities that the federal government as a matter of policy has identified for special emphasis in recruiting and hiring. When we're talking uh, FAA, they include hearing you know, so people with disabilities with hearing, vision, missing extremities, partial paralysis, complete paralysis, epilepsy, severe intellectual disability, psychiatric disability, and this one kind of just baffles me, and dwarfism. What, 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 what? That's weird. Yeah. You know, I mean, if somebody is, uh, what, I think you refer to for them as the little people, right? Mm-hmm. Is the correct term now? I mean, I, there's plenty of people have. Could do these positions. Why is that even thrown in there? Yeah. You know, why is that even thrown in there?
2: Well, I mean, I don't know. They do have a disability, I guess. Yeah, but way, they just- could
0: do, I, I would be much better having someone in that category doing uh FA jobs and I don't know what they are if they're traffic control or not, then versus severe intellectual disability. Yeah, I was
2: gonna say usually <laughs> I mean, it's no. more of a physical limitation they have than a mental. Okay. At well all, I'm sure right? there's plenty like, of
0: jobs at the FA that don't require a physical. Right. Uh, aptitude. So then there's uh, I want their, wrong head. With their, I want their brain. head I want their head. I want their brain. Yeah. And even the disability as far as um, You know, people that have missing extremities, as they say, or things like that. Yeah, again, nothing wrong with their brain. No, no. What I get, you know, I get concerned about um, severe intellectual disability. Yeah. I mean, these are, and again, I don't know what positions are higher.
2: concerning. Yeah. I mean, they're very limited on what that person could do. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, there's been great uh, companies in the past that have worked with people with uh, certain intellectual disabilities that have employed people. And, you know, they're in certain positions. I think right. of like, like, I don't know if they still do it, but there's a grocery store that always had people bagging. And I thought that was a great thing, mm-hmm. you know, but are we talk? where are we talking on the hierarchy here Yeah. of, of when you hear FAA, FAA, and they're saying, Hey, there's, you know, we're going to be reclassifying and we're going to em- emphasize recruiting in this category. Right. It's like, why don't you emphasize hiring and recruiting, the most qualified people right. so planes don't smack together in the of air people's lives
2: at stake I know. it's different than bagging groceries versus the uh you know administer the whole yeah, industry yeah looking of at flight. blips on the screen yeah. and trying to make
0: sure people don't yeah. run into each other Yeah. it's insane i mean these these people seriously are seriously going to are going to hurt and kill and maim well, and a lot of is, people is there's in already the government
2: been a lot of examples of this happening where yeah. the diversity higher. Is maybe not the right person for the job, and then they've it's proven to be correct later on. That look at Harvard, look at Harvard woman, yeah. the president that's, that's what plagiarizing,
0: I and yeah. you know, and, and all and can even you know get sent, questioned by the um, congressional committee, yeah, you know, to try to define if if, if 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 uh they broke the student handbook by threatening to you know genocide,
2: yeah, like the hate. This is that, and yeah, stuff, they, yeah.
0: They, they seriously the government's uh, Craziness in diversity, equity, and inclusion is seriously gonna cause people to lose their lives. Well, that's what it's I'm already this, has. This is insane. It already
2: has, and yet they're <clears throat> still doing it. Yeah.
0: Unbelievable. Uh one more here for you. Uh same old Congress. I told you this was coming. You've got uh Speaker um was it, Kevin Johnson? Speaker Mike. Johnson, Mike. Isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Johnson, Speaker Johnson. I can't remember. They come and go so quick nowadays, right? It's like later stages of Roman Empire. There's a new, there's a new <laughs> emperor every three days. Anyway, they just keep doing the same thing, no matter who's in there. Uh-huh. Uh, basically, kick the can down the road. A quote unquote two step plan for the continuing another oh, continuing we resolution. Put, we knew this was happening I know. the
2: second he took that position. <clears throat> Remember, it was like, oh, well, Thanksgiving is going to be here soon. They're just going to extend yeah. it, and then it's going to be Christmas. They're going to extend it. And,
0: oh, we will support him because he's just gotten in there. This was back in November, yeah. and we need to give him a little time. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll agree to that, Just, be, but I know he's going to disappoint me soon enough. Sure enough, here we are, middle of January. They haven't agreed on it yet. They're still, you know, they call them the hardliners now. You know, yeah. I would call them just – Basic regular Republicans yeah. of, of yesteryear and the before times, but now they're, they're the hardliners, you know, they, like they, they, when you think hardliners, it's like they are about to start a revolution or something. Right? right. So anyway, the hardliners, which is like the freedom caucus are, are opposing this, of course, but uh, good old Johnson, he'll, he'll get just like McCarthy, just the names are really uh, interchangeable. Get, we'll get the support because you'll see Democrats come on board and Republicans and they will stop the government from a partial shutdown, which who cares, you know, know. shut it down to get the border security, get the, the expenses uh, under control. I don't even think you can get it under. I know you can't get it under control at this point, but at least to. and then the, the number jumped. Remember, the top line number was one point five nine. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. it's like almost one point seven trillion. It's the same as it was. It's <laughs> these people are so they're so ridiculous. They're so ridiculous and so obvious. Anyway, so uh, we'll see what happens because the looming partial government shutdown is, uh, I think it's this week, if they don't do the funding. The funding deadline is is coming up here real, real quick. So I will be holding my breath <laughs> and not taking the wooden, <laughs> the wooden silverware here, Angela. The Euro silverware. They're so weird <laughs> over there, aren't they? Yeah. They're a little strange. So let's talk about place. that. Let's talk about that when we come back. And then don't forget we have... Um, this this uh, interview coming up with uh, Sean Fleetwood from the Federalists regarding Zuck Bucks and outside agents or outside groups, you know, helping with uh, election matters. Uh, he broke this story up at the Federalists, so that'll be in hour two of the program. Talk with Jeff at iCloud dot com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud dot com. Uh, it's time for me to call Justin at Desert Gold Exchange because you can see the way the country's going with our fiscal state. I'll tell you how to invest, but I, I think I might need to buy another silver, I Patch. don't know, eagle or yeah. something, you know, yeah. a couple. So that way if these people crash everything, I at least got something. And I look at it like an insurance policy. Like if the world's going crazy, mm-hmm. you know, if the borders were wide open and people are just coming in like, you know, a Mad Max movie or something like right. that. Or, you know, you got to a point where it's like, whew, $2 trillion in extra spending every year. I call Desert Gold Exchange. Yeah. they've Because really
2: great- it holds its... Value, yeah, I mean, more so than uh, especially dollars. during
0: the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, of course, if the zombie apocalypse happens, you probably won't. Bullets more. (laughs) (laughs) Call Justin and his family-run company at Desert Gold Exchange. They do a great job. They keep the overhead low. They pass the savings on to you, guaranteed uh, to have the lowest fees and commissions out there when it comes to buying physical gold and silver. Mention to Jeff Orbit, show they'll take really good care of you. Desert Gold Exchange, 888-852-4343. That's Desert Gold Exchange at 888-852-4343. To the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe, look up the Jeff Orvid Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there and on YouTube. Subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that.
1: This is the Jeff Orvit Show.
0: I was just reading an article about insurance rate increases and they had a map of the u.s with the counties and arizona had many red places that insurance carriers have either dropped or there's been like dramatic increases Mm -hmm. um we've shopped around our insurance policy because we were facing that as well and eric and lisa boatner at all state agency did a great job uh recently saved us a ton of money we were in that situation right where the Mm -hmm. policy went up like by like five thousand bucks yeah and Eric and Lisa were able to step in, save us money. Maybe it's time to get your policies looked at and reviewed. Maybe you've just been kind of trapped. And, you, you know, you do the same thing over and over again. The next thing you know, your policies like double. Mm-hmm. Call Eric and Lisa or, Eric and or Lisa Boatner, Allstate Agency, 928-774-8722. That's 928-774-8722. All right, welcome back. Angela's here with me to round out the hour, and uh, we'll talk about this elections issue in Coconino County and other counties uh, coming up in the second hour of the program. But she, besides the um, woodware from Europe, I mean, what's the what's the biggest story here? I mean, how was it over there?
2: Oh, it was good. We had a great time. The weather yeah. wasn't great, but it could have been worse. So, I mean, we weren't here for that snow and.
0: And single digits, so they had to de-ice the plane yesterday morning, though. I in know Greece, in Greece. crazy the Aegean Sea, right? Is that, that. the Aegean Sea? Yeah, Aegean, Aegean. Is that how you say uh-huh. Aegean? Yeah, you, know, you think warm, you think like blue waters. Mediterranean. You think you know togas and harps, yeah, things like they, that. They
2: and had to de-ice the wings <clears throat> yesterday morning.
0: Here's a perfect so. example of how one person can screw up your whole day. You got up at what five in the morning yesterday?
2: Yeah, five o'clock in Greece. And keep in
0: mind that's nine that's eight
2: o'clock p.m. here
0: the day but, before. Okay, so she's all just pretty much flipped as far as the time yeah. mm-hmm. goes. Pretty was it ten hours?
2: Nine hours. Nine hours. Mm-hmm. See, I can't
0: even do math. I'm like, yeah. I'm like one of these government you know, budget. Well, I, was
2: constant, I had one device on Arizona time and one device on Greece yeah. time. And then I could keep Living it in two worlds. Cause otherwise I was trying to subtract or add nine hours all the time. So,
0: so you get on the plane, you yeah, gotta so get we, to, you gotta get to London to get your connecting flight to Phoenix. And in, right. in London, you only had a uh, two hour? hour and 45 hour minutes. and 45 minute layover, yeah. which is not enough time anymore.
2: Yeah. So we, we got, everyone got on the plane and it was actually scheduled to leave on time. We were good. And then everyone's seated and they said, so some passenger had decided, changed her mind last minute. She got on the plane and then for whatever reason decided she wasn't going to take the flight. Well, the problem is she had already checked bags and they were already on the plane in the baggage. And so then they had to have the crew go through all the bags to find her bags, to take them off. The so plane. they were
0: stowed under the plane, not, not oh, yeah. overhead. This is no, like no. Checked, they baggage. Were, they were
2: checked bags under the plane in the wow. baggage compartment. So they had to go <clears throat> through all those to find hers, to get them off. Then we found out they had to get the, the de-icer machine out there. And that took a little longer than expected. So we all sat there for an hour on the plane before it even left. Athens.
0: Before a four-hour flight to London. Yeah. Then and then, then before, what, a 10-hour hour flight?
2: Yeah, four-hour flight to London. And we it wound sucks. up, I had 45 minutes to catch my next flight, which is not enough time. I discovered that's not enough time.
0: Britain has a great thing that even if there's no line in the security, if you're not there 45 minutes before, yeah. yes. you can't go through. So they're just sitting there. Nobody there.
2: No one is there. And I they wouldn't let her it. through. I, I even had the boarding pass printed, and I gave it to her, and she's like, no, nope, you can't go through. Can't go through. It's <laughs> like, if it's... 45 minutes or less before your flight, they, you can't go.
0: And one more to show you that governments do stupid things everywhere. You know, I've had a problem with the TSA for years. Mm-hmm. I don't know what their version is yeah, in, well, in Britain.
2: L- London's taken it to a whole new level. Yeah, yeah. what was this one? like, we don't have the, the whole plastic bag with the liquids in here, you know, anymore. We used to for a while, but they don't anymore. And we didn't have that in Rome or in Athens airport. But in London, in Heathrow, you have to put all your liquids, deodorant, toothpaste, anything like that into a plastic bag that they into provide. Into their
0: plastic they bag they provide. Yeah.
2: And if you can't seal it, then you have too much. So <laughs>
0: these people really,
2: And we really were I wasn't with ready stuff. for that on the way there because I didn't know about, so then me and Isabel are going through our all our bag, trying to get all of our anything you know, lotion or whatever out from this, that, or, but you actually could only,
0: whatever you could fit in there, supplied little Ziploc bag with a handle, by the way. Yeah. Uh, anything else would have to be chucked. And it's like, this was, that's, it goes to show governments are the same all over. There was some kind of, politician that said, I've got a new idea. Let's fund a program kind of like Hobbes with the, mm-hmm. let's fund the air quality people, whatever sitting, so sit there and think somebody was tasked with thinking mm-hmm. on a clipboard in a cubicle to come up with, how do we make flights safer? I got it. You can only fit what you can fit in this little yeah. Ziploc bag. As far it's as liquids,
2: the, you see the yeah, time yeah, yeah. suckage when you're in oh, that situation a and every person in there is like rolling their eyes and
0: we're going in you know. March and I'm, I'm bringing a backpack. I may not bring anything. I may just go, I'm going to show up there and just buy some clothes. Yeah, that's you it. Keep saying that. No, I'm, I think I might try it. They might they might flag me as insane or something. <laughs> be like, this guy's suspicious. Can't he doesn't have.
2: Get there, he well. doesn't
0: have any baggage. <laughs> you know, I might bring like a little uh, plastic bag or something, which they you know are like banned in most of Europe. Yeah, I'll bring like a shopping bag with like one change yeah. of clothes, and that's it. I mean, I may not may not smell good by the end of this thing. Yeah, but we'll have fun anyway.
2: Well, I did make it home. I was two hours late. I had to get on a different flight into Phoenix. But yeah. I was just fortunate that it wasn't worse than that and I, I made it last night so
0: yeah well we're glad to have you back yeah me too and um i hope I you all be... to leave my daughter there i know it that was, was tough. tough to it do it was tough and i hope you all be back next hour we've got sean fleetwood from the federalists talk about zuck bucks and arizona law and elections and much more stick around hang tight back in a few Thanks for listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. Portions of the show may be pre-recorded. Remember, the information provided on the show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and his guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered. Remember to catch the podcast by looking up The Jeff Orbit Show on your favorite podcast provider, including places like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Also available on Rumble and on YouTube. Just look up Orbit, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And remember, the show streams Monday through Friday at 4.06 p.m., right up at talkwithjeff.com. Also available on FM on 97.1 FM, the big talker throughout northern Arizona, and 107.9 FM in the Prescott area. This portion of the show is brought to you by Gettles High Desert Mechanical. Get more info at GettlesHDM.com.
1: This is the Jeff Orbit Show.
0: All right, welcome back. Hour two of the show. Uh, Hey, slight correction from last hour. Just slight. I said that's... The government spending as far as a percentage of the entire economy, I'm talking all government, I said it was 40%. That was from the top of my head. Uh, it's actually like 37% as, as, as of 2022, if you trust all the numbers out there. That includes your feds. That includes local, state, you know, everything from the bottom onto the, to the top, all the way to the feds. What was it? Uh, 24%, by the way, is what the feds is as far as just by themselves, a quarter of what's going on in the economy. What was it 100 years ago? And the number staggering. I couldn't even imagine living in a time like that. And I'm sure some people will be like, there's no way we could survive like this. 3%. It used to be 3%. So I wanted to get the exact number out. And I'd love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. In just a second, we'll talk with she- Sean Fleetwood, who's a staff writer with The Federalist. He did a very detailed article that I talked to you about at the end of last week regarding outside groups, involvement with county elections here in the state of Arizona, uh, what he calls skirting Arizona's law and the Zuck Bucks. Remember how Zuckerberg was putting a bunch of money into these elections? Uh, and Coconino County in Northern Arizona was, was one of those counties. So we'll get all the details from Sean in just a second. Hey, if you're selling your home in the Flagstaff area, remember, call Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group brokered by EXP. So many people have done that with Kelly. Uh, she is my go-to girl when it comes to real estate, what's going on in the markets. And she's helped people sell their homes for top dollar time and time again. One of the best agents out there give kelly brought us a call right now see what she can do for you she puts so much effort into selling your home puts money into the advertising the whole process make sure it's transparent and works with you here's her number 888-446-5602 that's 888-446-5602 or get more information at northern arizona fine okay Sean Fleetwood is is my guest. He's a staff writer with The Federalist. Uh, he recently wrote a piece called How a Left-Wing Alliance Skirted Arizona's Zuck Bucks Ban to Medal in Key Counties Elections. Uh, and I, I do welcome you, Sean. How are you doing today?
3: Doing great. Thanks so much for having
0: me. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's, this was a – I can tell you spent a ton of time on this because this was a very detailed article, including many FOIA Freedom Info- Information Act requests um, regarding an outside group that's, I guess, assisting Coconino County. I, I guess the best thing to do, Sean, is to start off with kind of the 30,000-foot view and then we'll kind of do a deeper dive. So how do you find this and give us kind of the, the higher-level details on it?
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think a good thing to do first is just kind of step back into the 2020 election for a second because this will really kind of set the stage for what we're seeing here with Coconino County and the alliance today. Um, so during the 2020 election and the months leading up to it, you had Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Meta slash Facebook, and his wife Priscilla Chan, through their initiative, announced that they were giving 400 million dollars collectively to two left wing nonprofit organizations: the Center for Tech and Civic Life or CTCL, and the Center for Election Innovation and Research or CARE. Uh, and so these hundreds of millions of dollars were billed, you know, publicly in the press release as. You know, going towards election offices to help with PPE, like personal protective equipment and other so-called mitigation measures to help with the COVID pandemic. Right. So that the election process wouldn't be disrupted, that election officials could continue carrying out their duties throughout the 2020 election. That's what it was billed as. But in the years since, as, you know, several reporters and House Republicans uncovered an investigation that actually less than one percent of those funds were actually spent on things like personal protective equipment. Um, And what in really actuality what happened was that a lot of this money was poured into local election offices, mostly in battleground states throughout the country, to change how elections were administered. So this would be going towards things like expanding unsupervised election protocols like mail-in voting, uh, the widespread use of ballot drop boxes. But to make matters worse, these grants were heavily poured into Democrat-majority municipalities uh, in total and in per capita. So essentially what this was was one giant Democrat get-out-the-vote operation. Um, so in response to this, you had Arizona and 26 other states to date that have passed laws or measures banning or severely restricting the use of private money in elections. Because what happened in 2020 in the Zuckerbergs and the Zuckbucks, that has been something that's never been done before. Um, so 27 states have passed laws banning restricting this money. But what you had was you have CTCL and a lot of these other left-wing groups decide that they want to continue to interfere in our election process. So in April of 2022, they launched what's called the U.S. Alliance for Election Excellence, which, as revealed in a report by the Honest Elections Project and the John Locke Foundation, is an $80 million five-year effort to basically expand Democrats' influence and systematically alter election administration in key battleground states throughout the country. Um, And so last year, Coconino County was announced as one of the several counties throughout the country that has been uh, announced as a member of the U.S. Alliance for Election Excellence. So That's a good overview of where we're at, and I'm more than happy to dive into the specifics of what's going on. Yeah,
0: and I have so many listeners in Coconino County. I'm actually registered to vote in Coconino County. I've had elections officials from the county on before, and I encourage them to come on on this issue as well, and we'll be reaching out to them to see what they have to say here. But just to loop back to uh, the Zuck Bucks and the states that put in legislation to prohibit, groups from putting in money to elections, I guess, as you, you were saying in your article, Arizona passed HB 2569, uh, Senator Mesnard's bill, and Ducey signed that former governor in April of 2021. So that prohibited the old process, correct, Sean, where you could directly fund or help? What, what were they doing? They were directly putting money into the counties or different election departments?
3: That's correct. So okay. they would issue grants, uh, you know, it'd be like a fifty thousand, a hundred thousand, whatever amount it was, that would be sent to these election offices. So the law that was passed in Arizona and, and these other twenty plus states, um, that would, you know, ban that from happening or prevent that from happening. So what the alliance's um new strategy is is originally their model um for interfering in the election process was that they would issue scholarships uh to these counties that would cover the membership fees. And they would be converted into credits that these then member election offices could use to purchase services from the alliance. Um, but as noted by um, Jason Sneed, who's the executive director of the Honest Elections Project, um, they had to alter their strategy because of these Zuckbuck bans that were put in place. So now what they're doing is rather than just giving these money and doling it out to the election offices in these states you know, where they're banned, they're having these election offices apply to become members of the alliance where they pay, you know, hundreds to over a thousand dollars in membership fees to become alliance members. And that gives them access to these services uh from the alliance. They'll get credits essentially the membership fees that they're paying, which is taxpayer money of course, uh is being converted into credits that they can use to purchase services from the Alliance. So in essence, it's a way for the alliance and these left-wing groups to comprise it, to skirt these Zuckbuck fans to exert their influence in the election process.
0: What kind of influence are you saying is there? Um, what have you unearthed? earth? I mean, what? how does this group, what was the name of the group one more time?
3: The U.S. Alliance for Election Excellence.
0: Okay, so we'll just call it the alliance as you did in your article. What did the, what do I, because I'm a Coconino County taxpaying uh, you know, voter here. What am I getting for my tax dollars that are now funding this outside group? What's, what's the payback as far as material, influence? What are you seeing?
3: Yeah, so that's kind of the sketchy part is that a lot of this is done behind the scenes. So the exact details of, of what's going on, it's very hard for us to determine exactly what kind of influence they're exacting. But in, in the case of Coconino, because of these open records requests, we found that, um, you know, they're collaborating things on like election materials. So in Coconino County, Patty Hansen, who's the county recorder, is currently working, according to these emails, as recently as December of last year, uh, with the CCD or the Civic Center for Civic Design, a coalition member organization, um, on an election materials for a 90 day notice that will be sent out to voters ahead of the 2024 election. So, so they're actively influencing things like that that are being sent to voters collaborating on designing election materials and this is just stuff that we know about we don't know exactly how extensive the relationship is with other member counties uh, throughout the country
0: Um, Sean we've been doing elections for a while in this country I'm not quite sure I've never worked in an elections department I'm not quite sure what assistance they actually need as far as compiling like you said the election um, guides or what have you why do they even need these outside places? Don't they already kind of have this down? Isn't that their kind of their job? Is to hey, we have a department. You mentioned Patty Hanson, who I see was you, you did communicate with in your article. Um, don't don't they already have this down? Isn't that what the staff employees are for within the counties?
3: Right. <laughs> that, you'd like <laughs> to think that, right? Um, but but what's really interesting is that when you look at the application for the alliance. Uh, the questions that they ask member counties or counties that are interested in applying to become members, they're questions designed to get these election offices to forfeit, you know, very personal information. So we're talking about like the size of their election staff, you know, improvements that they would like to see their office to make in the coming years, uh, you know, how much funding would make a difference in, in changing and bettering your election operations. All of this information that they're trying to collect, the, essentially the Alliance will take and say, okay, well, What areas of their election operations can we specifically help and interfere in? And and that's the really crazy part is that a lot of these election offices, like like Coconino County, have been more than willing to forfeit this information to the Alliance and to these outside groups. And, you know, we don't specifically know exactly what the Alliance is doing with that information, but we do know that it's very much an, an intel gathering operation to essentially help them better interfere in the election process.
0: Well, okay. let's let's step back a second here. If if the county uh, elections department was going to do some changes, maybe that they would have to bring forward to the county board of supervisors, for example, to make changes to that would be in an open meeting, I presume, at least the voting on those changes. Do the suggestions that the alliance makes and maybe you've seen this in other elections departments around the state, or around the country. Do they then go to the the public body and is voted on in this in Arizona? And I don't know how all states are, but we have sunshine laws where everything's supposed to be done out in the open. Or is this more of a administrative thing where they're just going to decide on this thing? It doesn't even go before the public in a in a public vote, at least of your representatives.
3: I mean, the latter I, I think is what we've you know seen so far. I mean, it really hasn't been you know brought out into the open too much. Um, I do know that when it comes to you know a county's membership with the alliance that has been something that's been a, a bit of controversy in other places uh greenwich connecticut or greenwich connecticut um which is a member of the alliance joined uh in recent years that was a big issue of contention about whether the locality would even join the alliance because mm-hmm. a lot of the public was you know having a lot of backlash and contacting their public officials like hey these are a lot of the same groups that interfered in the 2020 election I don't think that we should be outsourcing, you know, our election process or our election offices and having them collaborate with these left-wing organizations. Um, so, so we've had a bit of that uh, going on, but as far as the administrative, you know, issues that have been, you know, discussed between the election offices and, you know, these left-wing groups of the alliance, that really hasn't been brought into the more, I guess you could say, legislative, you know, public forum aspect of local government.
0: Okay, and you did a FOIA request, and you got a whole bunch of emails, I guess, back from the county elections department, Coconino, and specifically, I guess, communication that they were having with the alliance. And one of was there one was that from the alliance? And correct me if I'm wrong, that was more of a political ask, which was a budget request that encouraged the county to contact congressional reps um, over certain election budgeting um, uh, asks. I guess you'd say.
3: Yeah, so uh, I believe this was in March of twenty twenty three if I'm recalling correctly, um, where the CTCL, which is a member of the alliance, sent out this automated email, you know, to people in election offices who had subscribed to their newsletter, asking them to essentially contact their local uh, you know, congressmen and their US senators to have them support this provision within Joe Biden's twenty twenty four fiscal year budget that essentially asked for I believe it was five billion dollars over ten years, uh, to help with so state and local election departments and election offices. Um, And so Patty Hansen, in response to this, she reached out to CTCL and said, you know, hey, I I really want to help with this, but I don't think my congressman who, uh, you know, purportedly, according to these emails, is Republican Representative Eli Crane, you know, would be on board with this. And in her email, you know, she says, you know, he's a member of the House Freedom Caucus, and then she accused him of being a so-called election denier. Um, and the emails indicate that she ultimately did reach out to at least her U.S. senators, uh, Mark Kelly, who's a Democrat, and Kirsten Cinema, who classifies herself as an independent but still caucuses with the Democrats. So, you know, it, it's apparently, as we're seeing, it, it's not just something as simple as election administrative issues. They're even you know, going towards a left-wing advocacy for more national issues, uh, you know, like budget fights and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I found that interesting. And not to put words in Congressman Crane's. Uh, mouth but i would knowing him i bet that he would not be in support of this so she was probably correct there i will ask him next time but okay so how many counties in arizona are have been accepted like um you know so i guess that's the word into because they had to go through an application process to get into this correct coconino county how many counties in arizona have been accepted into this alliance group
3: so from what we know, Coconino is currently the only county in Arizona that's a member of the Alliance. Um, Patty Hansen did confirm in an email to the Federalist that she uh, had received the 2024 application renewal to renew the county's membership in the agreement, and that, in fact, she will be renewing the county's membership that will continue into next year as well. Um, but Aris- Coconino County is the only county in Arizona that is currently a member of the Alliance. But there are several counties throughout the country in key battleground states that are. Uh, members of the Alliance. So we're talking about places like Clark County, Nevada, which if you're at all familiar with Nevada, that's like the population hub of the state. And basically every statewide election is determined by what happens in Clark County, yep. uh, Madison, Wisconsin, another pivotal battleground state, uh, Brunswick enforces County, North Carolina. Um, and these are just a couple of the states that, you know, have membership in counties uh, that are members of
0: the Alliance. Or well, are there any red counties? Have you unearthed uh, any?
3: To my knowledge, not off the top of my head, I do know that there are a couple other counties in red states that have, you know, banned Zuck Bucks. So we're talking about, I think there are two in Missouri, and then I think there are two in Utah as well. Okay. Um, both states that have banned uh, a or direct funding of election,
0: uh, And Sean, you're not alleging any wrongdoing as far as Arizona law, because I mean, they had their legal counsel and they, re- I think they replied to you, or you mentioned this in your article, uh, which we will link in the podcast folks. And you should definitely read this, especially really anywhere in Arizona, because this could happen in other counties. You're not alleging any, uh, anything inappropriate there because the, the law says you can't directly fund and they're actually using taxpayer money to buy into this. Uh, I, I likened it to like a subscription.
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. I am not, you know, accusing them of violating the law um, because, you know, the Arizona law says that they can't accept money, but really what you have here is the county that is willfully paying the Alliance for its services. Um, so they're not just receiving, you know, grants from the Alliance directly. Um, which really just showcases you know, how the alliance is attempting to skirt a lot of these laws that were put in place, um, you know, that they're willingly devising strategies to go around these duck-buck bans, um, which really you know, shines a light on the importance of state legislatures and gubernatorial races, because you know, if you want to shut down the alliance and these election operations, you're going to have to change the law. And, and that's kind of what happened in Georgia. Uh, DeKalb County, a very strong Democrat municipality, they received a two million dollar grant from the Alliance or CPCL last year, and at the time SB 202, which was the Georgia election integrity law, said that election local election departments cannot directly, and that's the key word, accept money from you know nonprofits, private actors. So what DeKalb County's government, which is run by Democrats, did was they had their finance department accept the grant, and then they funneled those funds. To the elections department now fortunately georgia which has trifecta republican control was able to pass the law closing that loophole and strengthening the law but you know in the case of arizona i mean you guys are kind of in a tough spot because you have a republican legislature but governor katie hobbs is obviously a democrat um who you know from a cursory reading of last year's legislative session pretty much vetoed any type of election bill it came across their desk. So oh, yeah. you know, that's, that's a really tough stuff going forward. Yeah.
0: hundred percent. Okay. Um, so short of changing the law, these, this kind of stuff can continue. And I'll state what I've been saying since last week. I don't want any group outside, uh, involved in my local elections department, whether it be uh, left re- leaning or right leaning, we have, uh, taxes. And as I mentioned in the top of the show here, top of the hour, a, a lot of, uh, tax revenue that's being spent in this country, when you have that tax revenue, it's supposed to be in the public light. And at least you have some hope of discovering types, uh, things like this. And you always have to ask yourself, Sean, um, the people who give this kind of money, are they just benevolent? You know, it just, what, what is the reason they're doing this? And I, ha- I'm skeptical to say the least. Yeah.
3: yeah um, that actually reminds me, I cannot remember for the life of me what state it was, but there was a hearing, a state legislative committee hearing on a bill to ban private funding in elections. And there was a gentleman testifying and he was essentially you know, talking about, you know, talking to the Democrat members of the committee. And he said, just imagine if a Republican mega donor or someone like Donald Trump donated 400 plus million dollars to election local election offices throughout the country in the lead up to a major election. And then a majority of these funds, even in per capita, went to Republican majority counties. I'd like to believe the members of this committee would be pretty alarmed by that. Yeah. And they were stunned. Like, they were literally stunned. And, and, and it's so true. Election yeah. administration should be a nonpartisan issue. It should not be, you know, favoring Republicans or Democrats or whoever. It should be leaving it up to the people and leaving it up to their will to decide who gets elected and who doesn't.
0: Sean, hey, I appreciate all your work on this one right in our backyard. You did a ton of work. I encourage everyone to go to the podcast or go to talkwithjeff.com. I've got a link to Sean's article from The Federalist. Uh, Sean, best wishes to you. Appreciate the time. Hope to talk with you again soon absolutely god bless man you you as well All right, and love to hear from you talk with Jeff at iCloud.com hey uh, don't forget about the best pizza in northern Arizona best pizza in Flagstaff Namarco's Pizza I spent some uh, time there last week when Angela was out of town for the whole week Uh, Namarco's Pizza great pizza great wings voted best pizza and wings Uh, check out their buffalo bread as well great salads great lunch specials as well every day Namarco's Pizza and order online at Namarco'sPizza.com back in a minute If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. Call Diamond Auto Glass first before making an auto glass claim. Now, here's why. Most insurance companies, they use a nationwide glass shop to answer their calls. And where are they going to send you? They're going to try to route you to their shop, which may very well delay the time it takes to replace your glass. Now, when you get a rock chip in your windshield, you've been listening to me for years telling you to do this. you got to stop by Diamond Auto Glass as soon as possible. Get that fixed before it spreads to the rest of your windshield. It only takes about 10 to 15 minutes. Call Diamond Auto Glass right now, 928-779-4140. That's 928 seven seven nine forty one forty or go to the difference is clear dot coming to the and the like I said, a little bit of a little bit of a little bit and I've even had them on the program in the past, so I'll ask them some questions on this, see if they want to come on and talk about it. But the bottom line is, they got they're working with a group that, um, according to Sean, has a leaning of a certain way, and you know that makes me wonder. I don't want anybody in our elections helping—big air quotes—whether uh, it be left, right. I just I just want the county to do it, and I don't even know why they need the help. I don't I don't understand. I mean, they have staff. They they shouldn't even need that assistance in developing those. The state's supposed to have manuals that help them as well. So anyway, we'll reach out to the county. And you got comments. I'd love to hear from you. We'll see if any other counties go this direction in the state of Arizona. Uh, what, you know, battleground state that people are going to be watching that may very well sway the direction of this country when it comes to the presidency and the, the makeup in the Senate, even the makeup in the House. Send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Hey, don't forget about my good friends at Timberline Firearms and Training, five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall. Rob and his team, Rob and Elise, they do an awesome job of uh, training people to be safe when it comes to firearms, taking people who are beginners to the next level, to all the way to expert level. They bring people in. They teach courses like Rob Wilson does the concealed carry course. Uh, very important stuff to get proficient on firearms and to get proficient when it comes to firearms safety. Take their free course as well, their Stop the Bleed course. They do that thing once a month. could save your life or somebody else's life that you know. Timberline Firearms and Training, five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall. Firearms, ammunition, accessories, uh, safes, and don't forget about their great indoor shooting range as well. More to come. Don't go anywhere. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that.
1: listening to the Jeff Orovit show. This is the Jeff Orovit show.
0: All right, welcome back. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com if you want to get an email comment and, and of course you can text as well 877-971-3971. Um perusing through what's going on in Iowa. I mean, I fully expect Trump to be the clear victor here. I fully expect Trump to go on to win the nomination. As well as Biden, but the difference between Trump and Biden, I do not fully expect Biden to be on the ticket or be the final choice in November. I think they'll get to the convention and realize that this guy's got to go. I do see a lot of left leaning media saying, Oh, look at Trump today. He was dragging his leg. That was the big news. He, he doesn't look healthy and this and that. I mean, they never comment on Biden's health. That is wow. You know, but Trump, I don't know something wrong with his leg or something, you know, all of a sudden he's, he's, he's about to keel over. If you look at the headlines I am looking at a article from Fox News here as far as concerns that people have in Iowa. I think that these are concerns that people have throughout the country, and that's the cost of everything. And they had one article about, you know, current families, your financial situation versus just a couple years ago. And only 11% of respondents said that they're getting ahead. You know, that they're moving forward, that they're doing better financially, that they're, you know, more well off than they were just a couple short years ago. Uh, 57% said they're holding steady. Who knows what that means nowadays with inflation, right? And get this. Uh, nearly a third, 32% say they're falling behind when it comes to their, fi- their family's financial situation. I know many people are feeling that out there. My wife, Angela, and I, uh, I don't know if we mentioned this when she was on the show. She's still you know, got jet lag going on from her trip over to Europe. Um, she was talking about some of the insurance increases that we've gotten. And that's just one thing to pick off the pile. Because, you know, the feds keep saying how, oh, inflation's kind of slowing down. Although last week they had to admit that the inflation rate was hotter than expected. We hear that more times than not. Um, they know this stuff's running really hot. It's running double what they actually say. It came in almost. We're getting close to the upper threes, you know, to the close to the 4% inflation year over year, depending on which thing you look at, which CPI indicator or which barometer they use that they fudge and that they manipulate. And they they have all different kinds of CPI gauges that they use. I, I mean, most people aren't getting ahead. And we were just talking about recently, me and Angela, about insurance increases that we've got. I've got to dig into this more. I don't know if my, my friends over at All State Agency here in Flagstaff have some information as to what's going on, but I, I know that in Arizona, many counties are in the red as far as places that are getting massive increases. Coconino County was one of them. Yavapai was a little tiny bit shader uh, or, or lighter shade of red, but massive insurance increases. So he, here's the deal. While the feds and the politicians sit out there and say, oh, it's kind of slowing down. Things are getting better. I don't think they're taking into account the insurance notices come in the beginning of the new year and you get your new policies, uh, the tax increases that the counties are all putting on you, the massive inflation that's happening that a lot of people are still just, that's still behind in the system as far as coming out. And voters are feeling that. And that's, like I said, according to this one survey in Fox News, thirty. Two percent, nearly a third of respondents saying, "Hey, we're falling behind," and I think you're seeing that throughout the country. So, Biden's an absolute fail- failure as far as his economic policy. Uh, I hope Trump can do better if he's elected. And, you know, like I said, he he will be the nominee, uh, regardless of what what happens on the on the legal front. I'd like your thoughts, though. Um, what do you see coming when it comes to the election, the primary season now well underway? Uh, send me an email comment on that, and I'd love to share that as the week progresses. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. One thing I do find funny is you, you look at all these articles out there about the Iowa caucus, and all weekend long they were bemoaning basically the end of the world because it's cold in Iowa. And, oh, it's you know death. Basically, death out there. It's, 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 it's so bad. It's so cold. It's going to affect people coming out. It's Iowa. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, it is a vicious cold snap that they're getting. But the folks and I, it's, it's kind of like uh, people in the high country, northern Arizona. We can deal with very cold weather. We're used to that. You know, and, and, and if, if, if the primary was happening now in Arizona, or let, let's say the primary was happening last week in Arizona. We had that brutal cold snap. I mean, it was below zero in the morning, the national media would have went nuts saying, oh, Arizona's freezing. Nobody's going to go out. You know, they don't know the geography of Arizona, obviously, and that there's a lot of people that could handle cold weather. It's Iowa. Iowans are going to be able to handle the cold weather and go out. They're used to this stuff. Next thing you're going to tell me, oh, it's a problem in Minnesota or something. Give me a break. We'll see what happens, though. Uh, we'll see what Trump wins by. There's now a lot of pundits that are saying, oh, if he doesn't win by 50%, you know, then his candidacy is failing. I've seen that hitting over the weekend as well. Uh, I don't take that. He didn't He didn't win Iowa last time, did he? No, I, don't, I don't think he, he did not win Iowa last time, so that's a big improvement from uh, the first time he ran, at least in 60 in team so we'll see what happens we'll keep an eye on that um i was telling you about this uh this is from fred the government expenditures and i just found this these numbers amazing when it comes to what percentage of the governments uh what what percentage of the gdp that's all the economic activity that's happening within the united states is government related now and it's for the as far as the feds it's upwards of 24 um, you know, upwards of 30% in 2020 as the height of COVID, but overall it's around 37%. I find that number absolutely staggering. The only time it was higher was in the in World War II. I mean, we were fighting World War II. Now what are we fighting? We're fighting just massive spending for all kinds of programs. We're not fighting the Nazis. I mean, I admit we have all kinds of problems around the world that we've got to deal with, but not to the scale that they had to fight during world war two. We're fighting our own stupidity as far as overspending and over promising all these different government programs. And then I told you 1929 federal spending was 3% of GDP. What I find interesting, and we don't want to go down this road. Some countries like France, Uh, Where'd that go? Here, 50, France spends 58%, 58%. Nearly 60% of their economic activity is government. Japan, 44%. United Kingdom, 44.3%. Sweden, 47%. But do we want to be like Europe? I don't want to be like, look, Angela just got back from Europe. I like Europe. It's fun to go. But it's also a reminder, and Isabel, who's only been over there for, what, a week and a half now, is already kind of sending messages. things are so, they do things kind of weird here. And and every country is different, right? But inefficient and weird. And I don't want to be like that. I want America to be like America. And if we keep spending like we are, it's just, this is insane. Back to D.C. Uh, You got this new Speaker Johnson, who's supposed to be Conservative, he keeps going on. I just got an email from him telling telling me how conservative he is. Okay, well, if you got to shut down the government to get border security, then do it. Show me you're conservative. If you got to shut down the government to try to slow down the massive spending, then do it. Show me show me that you're conservative. But you watch, there'll be a deal that'll be reached. They've already they say they have a tentative deal between leadership between the Democrats and Republicans to punt the football, the spending football. Until March to do two different stages of uh, continuing resolutions once again to keep the federal government open. Is this really our biggest concern and worry? Is to keep the federal government open in the light of all this spending and the border surge and the invasion that's going on. All right, send me your comments. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at icloud. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. com. We're due for somebody from D. C. Haven't had anyone on this year. Only we're only a few weeks into this year, uh, but I'll reach out to. Maybe Congressman Biggs. Uh, we'll try to space them out here every couple of weeks. Biggs, Crane, and, um, and of course, um, uh, Congressman Gosar. We should get an update from him as well, what's going on there in D.C. All right. Um, if you need new blind shutters or shades for your home, you know who to call. It's a company that Angela and I have worked with ourself. We got all new blinds in our home in Flagstaff. The Blind Brothers did a great job, uh, not only walking us through all the different options, but coming up with a great price for us. Then they came back, they took out all their old blinds, installed the new ones. They've continued to work great. Plus, I've talked about this with you many times. uh, Most of your heat loss and... You know, in the cooling problems you have in the summertime, it's through those windows. Windows have a very, very, very low R value. Get new blind shutters or shades, and the Blind Brothers, a great northern Arizona company, can help you out whether you're in the Prescott area, Verde Valley, uh, Flagstaff, Williams, Holbrook, Winslow. You name it, the Blind Brothers will come on out and help you out. Here's their number, 928-634-2423. Mention the Jeff Orvitz Show, and they're going to take really good care of you, plus get you half-off installation. 928-634-2423 928-634-2423 or go to theblindbrothers.com If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that.
1: This is The Jeff Orbit Show.
0: Hey, welcome back. Do me a favor. If you're listening to the podcast, please hit that subscribe button. Appreciate everybody who's done that. So that way we can keep the show going. In all channels that we can find, podcast, Rumble, if you're on there, we put videos up on Rumble. Just look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S, or YouTube, put videos up there as well. I think uh, Sean's video is up there already. Sean Fleetwood from uh, the Federalist in this article regarding Coconino County and this outside elections group subscribing to it and that he calls and that other watchdog groups are saying are uh, left-leaning, assisting with certain election activities. I, I don't exactly know what that means. Uh, I will reach out to Coconino County. See what they got to say about this as well. We'll send an email here tonight and see if they want to talk about this a little bit more, but he covered it pretty dang good in his article um, up at the federalist. Check that out in the podcast. Talk with com. Talk with Let's do a, let's do a comment here. Uh, Sarah. Let's see. Sarah writes. we just come through. Talk with Jeff.com. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com is an email. Jeff is if the state has a budget surplus, Shouldn't we use that for things, I assume we're talking to the state of Arizona because the federal government will never have a budget surplus again the way that they're spending money like crazy. But anyway, if the state has a budget surplus, shouldn't we use that for things like down payer assistance programs when housing is so much and it's our tax dollars to begin with? Well, I would contend that. No, I, I would say no. And I'll go back to what I said last week and probably what I've been saying for what seven years on this show is federal government, no, the state government, any government should not be involved in housing. They just should not be involved in housing at all. They do an awful, 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 terrible job time and time again. And most of the time, most of the things they try to do and implement just winds up costing people more money, just winds up raising the price of housing. I mean, on the federal level. If we didn't have artificial interest rates and a Federal Reserve that was constantly trying to dictate how the economy works and usually failing, uh, we wouldn't have had artificially low rates that drove up housing prices to a bubble. I mean, again, we've done this at least two times in this uh, in this in this millennia, right? I mean, we saw the house, we saw the the outcome of that in two thousand eight, and maybe many people haven't. I I got to remind myself that. For a lot of people, that was a long time ago. People might not have been born that are listening. People may have been, you know, really young. I remember the housing crisis. That was the federal government, you know, causing these problems. And when you hold interest rates at two and three quarters percent or so for a 30-year fixed mortgage, you're going to cause a housing bubble and housing prices are going to go up a whole bunch. But combine that with shutting everything down and creating labor shortages – And COVID hysterics, you know, they. I never thought those two would come together, something like that. Who could have predicted that? And the housing prices, I thought pricing would collapse after COVID hit, but it actually kept going up because now, and now people are kind of trapped in very low interest thirty-year rate mortgages, so they don't want to move. Why would you move to go pay a seven percent mortgage somewhere else? So that puts more pressure on demand, um, pressure on um, on supply. And uh, there's not enough homes to go around right now. We'll see if that changes. Everything always changes at some point. Nothing stays the same. But no, the they should not use a budget. We don't have a budget surplus, first of all. We did last year only because they overtaxed Arizonans and the economy was doing better. And now the economy is not doing as good. And that's a big indicator that you can take from Arizona having a shortfall of, I don't know what the number is. I've heard $400 million to $1.6 billion versus last year. So instead of being the second highest budget year or the one before that where it's the first highest budget year, what are we going to be? The third highest amount of spending in Arizona's history this year, even with these so-called cuts. They're not cuts. They just raised the budget way too much. So no, shouldn't be involved. That's not a way to get your tax dollars back. The way to do it is continue to put pressure on the legislature to continue to cut taxes and cut programs. The government should be involved in a lot less going forward. We'd all be better off if... The government didn't account for 37 to 40% of our economy in this country. We'd all be better off. It'd be painful. This is if this ever happens where we shrink the size of government, it's going to be really, really, really painful for a lot of people because people are so used to it. One more here I want to hit on before we go. Um, this issue of swatting continues to be a huge problem throughout the country. The White House got swatted today. Do you know what that is? That's, and I've had, I think, uh Cook-Nia County sheriff, um, Jim Driscoll's talked about this. This is where somebody calls in something phony. In this case, they're saying that there was a uh, multiple emergency personnel was sent, were sent to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue following a hoax call at 7.03 a.m. Monday. I think they said the place was on fire or and, and other issues like that. They'll, they'll do something like that. They'll say, oh, my neighbor, um, I, I want to call this in, house number 123 at whatever street is on fire. Or... I saw somebody with a gun in there holding it to somebody's head and they were screaming, you should send someone over. And the SWAT team shows up and it winds up being a hoax. And more and more law enforcement around the country are having to deal with this. And then we've seen tragic results as well. Swatting issues. I watched a documentary last year on swatting issues where uh, there was actually uh, some people got killed. And this is a dangerous thing that's happening. And people are using it for pranks. People are using it for political retribution and other retribution in society that's just gone mad. That's insane to do something like it. You'd have to be such a sick person to do something like that. So another thing to watch out for out there. All right. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Send me some emails. I'd love to um, spend some time on tomorrow's program. Uh, Mark Howitt joins us for his normal Tuesday appearance. I'd love to see your email comments on any of the stories we're covering today, including Arizona's so-called spending woes, um, the budget disaster and fiasco in Washington, D.C. We'll talk about Iowa, and we talk about anything, you know, with the upcoming primaries before you know it, be here in Arizona. Um, My interview is Sean from The Federalist regarding, Sean Fleetwood, regarding Coconino County elections, subscribing to this, what outside groups are calling, or uh, let's call them election or watchdogs calling these, these outside groups that the outside group that Coconino County is subscribing to is left leaning. What do you think about that? And uh, do you think you'll see that in your County as well? Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Hope you all subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we got the video up there on uh, rumble and YouTube as well. of Sean Fleetwood's interview. And then of course the podcast, you can look that up on any of your favorite podcast providers, Orvitz. So look it up. O R A V. ITS. Hope you all have a great, safe night. Uh, Still to come this week, like I said, Mark Howitt, and then we also have some folks running for different offices for the legislature. We'll start hitting that as well. Have a great night. Take care. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. Portions of the show may be pre recorded. And remember, the information provided on the show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and his guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered. Remember to catch the podcast by looking up The Jeff Orbit Show on your favorite podcast provider, including places like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Also available on Rumble and on YouTube. Just look up Orbits, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And remember, the show streams Monday through Friday at 4.06 p.m., right up at talkwithjeff.com. Also available on FM on 97.1 FM, the big talker throughout northern Arizona, and 107.9 FM in the Prescott area.